Doom is a 2005 science fiction action horror film starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Carl married Rene Zellweger before the face transplant Urban. And Rosamond Die Another Day Pike. I'm your host, Neil T. in Merry Old England. And joining me on today's Dime for Scale Movie Club podcast is my regular co-host, Todd Brisket in Austin, Texas. I'm I'm forensic archaeologist, Neil. <laughs> I go where the work is. <laughs> And our guest today is Stephen Greenwell in Rhode Island. Don't you tell me you let a fine piece of ass like that get away, Reaper. I'm going to lock myself in a motel room with a bottle of tequila and three ladyboys. Which I heard that line and I thought, is that, did he say that? And I thought, I'm not going to rewind and listen to it again because this is a shitty movie. But that is what no, he, he said. Definitely, he definitely said that. Actually, yep. he said she boys, not ladyboys. He did say she boys. I changed the ladyboys because I don't like she boys for some reason. Well... I say I don't like she boys. I mean, you know. Let's not be offensive here. And now it's time for the feature everyone's talking about. It's Jackie's movie synopsis time. Take it away, Jackie. Uh, hi, guys. Um, This is Doom, and it's from 2005. And it was like, really gross the rock doesn't even take his shirt off like what's up with that and i didn't like it it, it was it, there was like blood and stuff everywhere and john didn't like it either <laughs> no john said, john should have liked he, it what are you talking about <laughs> yeah i'm very surprised i think i know john a little bit better than you do neil <laughs> you know i'm very surprised that that john didn't like it because this movie is the is all about the Marines. This, yeah, is, full this of Marines. is just Marine, Marine, all, Marine. Well, they, they get things wrong. They get things wrong when it comes to the Marines, don't they? They kind of fuck things up. They don't really bother with the, any kind of accuracy. But so I don't know whether that would have annoyed John or not. But anyway, well, it it was it was set in twenty one fifty or whatever the frigate is. So yeah, twenty one forty six or twenty. It might have been twenty forty six actually, or maybe that was the game. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I think I think that was the game. It could be the game. Uh, so, Stephen, this was your choice for uh, movie of the week. What what was your reason yes, behind yes. choosing? Why? Doom? Why was this your Why choice? Why did you choose this movie? Oh, because it's bad. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is. I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to like. Um, veto. Not veto. What's the word? Um, vet. That's well, first word. off, I'm gonna have to vet your choices a bit more closely because this Steve is such picks. a turd. He picks Jesus. either a, a, a absolutely horrible movie or a kid's movie. That's horrible. God. Well, and and also, I don't think you get any veto power anymore after you and Todd chose <laughs> to go deep on Jack and Jill. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I let I let Neil go with that one. <laughs> that was sort of. Um, there were a couple of funny parts in Jack and Jill. Actually, now, this was relentlessly fucking depressing. Dark. That, that and tells depressing. That and tells boring. everyone what they need to know about about you, Neil. Um, but no, I, I, I knew this was probably a bad movie because I had seen bits and pieces before on, uh, on cable 
cable TV. Like that, I, I saw the last 30 minutes at one point, and I was like, oh, this is bad. How did they get to this point? Um, and it, it really has absolutely nothing to do with the video game series, which is also odd. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they both take place on Mars, and that's about where the well, similarities are. Well, technically, technically in the video game, it takes place on Phobos, which is the, the moon of Mars. Mm. Mm, yes, that is true. Yeah, but Mars is, from a, from a movie point of view, Mars is more interesting, isn't it? Uh, in fact, I like that. The, one of the things I liked about the movie was the uh, opening scene sequence with uh, the Universal logo. Yeah, I, uh, I had that note as well. And the Mars it's very, thing. I thought it was cool. And Universal don't instead seem of, to be instead, too, of, instead of the Earth, they had Mars. The Universal, Universal don't seem to, be, seem to be too precious about um, um, about how they treat their logo. I think they do require approval when you muck about with it, but it doesn't seem like they're too precious about it. I watched Bruno this week, Steve, and uh, in Br- the opening to Bruno, which is a Universal film, they put an umlaut over the U, which is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I, I like... I like- that they let people muck about with it. Mm. So I, I take it from your, your comments that you were not a fan of this. No, it was, uh, no tape. Um, I'm not a fan I'm for sure. Not a fan, but I will say I had, had some, uh, nice little gory bits that I enjoyed. Uh, um, yeah. I am a fan of absolutely horrendous acting. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of bad acting. I'm a fan of horrendous <laughs> acting that makes it hilarious. They had they had some, I when they I think it was that shot. It was that scene where they they moved into like the I don't know the the sleeping quarters or the mess or where, wherever it was that those blokes were, and it pans around. You're like, who are these people? I've never seen any of these actors before. Who the hell are they? All unknowns, weren't they? Apart from uh, uh, Carl Urban, Keith Urban, one of the Urbans. Yeah, they're all the Polish people, aren't they? And uh, no, they're not. I thought no. They're uh, a bunch of, I think most of them are Brits, actually. The ones that we haven't heard of, most of them are, Brit- are Brits. Because There's I watched... a lot of uh, stuntmen cast in this movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot I of think first they... acting gigs for a lot of stuntmen. It was shot in Prague, and so they would have used some local cast, but they think they had... Um... Well, the urban guy, isn't he Australian? He's Australian, isn't he? He is Australian, yeah. Because this is not a... This is not a, uh, a, a this is not a uh, rock movie. This is not a The Rock movie. The lead is actually which is weird. Yeah, Carl Urban. I, whenever I hear, whenever you hear people talking about Doom, it's always The Rock. He's in. He's the mm. face of the movie, really. He is, um, and obviously, uh, yeah, Urban. Sin- Urban is the main character. Since it came out, he's obviously a, a bigger, a bigger name than Carl Urban. But I think he was actually offered the lead, and he turned it down because he he thought that the other guy was a more interesting character, which is probably true, actually. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is actually very. Um, I, I I liked it. I like uh, Rock. Rock's role in that is very seems like against his type. Usually he is the the lovable good guy, but mm. this one he turns out to be um, a bad boy. A yeah, bad I didn't boy. know that was going to happen. At the end, I was like, oh, look, he's turned into a crazy, insane in the membrane bad guy at the end. Because oh, it it took quite a long time before that happened, to be honest. But it did. It was yeah. It was like three quarters through the movie, mm. and then he yeah. he pulled a uh, uh, a scene straight out of um, the trial of Billy Jack where. The commanding officer orders the the inferior ranked guy to go and massacre a room full of innocent people. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't really watching this movie to be honest. What are you talking about? What happened? <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, that bit. Yeah, with Dexter Fletcher and all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that movie is just the uh, the gift that keeps on giving for you, Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. obvious that a lot of movies after that took from Billy. They Jack. took. They, it was stole right out of Billy. The trial of Billy Jack's pages. Mm, definitely. Um, I I don't know for for this movie. It definitely seems like they were like I don't know. They they did a whole bunch of different from the game for no real good reason either. Like making all of the like they're infected. Instead, yeah, they're, instead they're not of, demons. They're infected. Yeah, instead of fighting mm. demons from hell that are all horrible and there's you know fifteen different kinds, instead we get humans turned into weird demons based on a biological coin flip. Basically, right. is the point of the movie, which seems stupid. It is. Yes, that's what my my thing was like. If they made this movie even a little bit more closer to the game. In, in the you know just general plot wise where in in the game they go to Mars and Phobos and Deimos and they um find a portal there and they test out the portal and it connects to hell oh what do you know all the demons come out and they have to fight the demons mm-hmm. and in this mm-hmm. one it's just oh it's this little zombie guy the people just get infected turn into zombies yeah there's some yep. um, um i kept re- i kept being reminded somewhat of event horizon cuz i saw that quite recently where a sort of similar thing happens, where you know people get people get turned into nasty things, um, right? And um, but actually, I'd say Event Horizon is significantly better film. Oh, for sure, yes. than this. Yes, you know. yes, it is. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, I I got confused as well because up pops um, uh, what's the face um, Rosamund Pike, and Rosamund I thought, Pike. oh, is that the is that the one from Event Horizon? Of course, it's not. It's that's Jolie Richardson, but it's another you know blonde. Good-looking blonde, in quote, scientist, who's a Brit playing an American. So, um, yeah. Who the weird a, thing is, um, some horrible American Rosamund, accents in this film. Fuck. Oh, it was, it was. Her. That's where my intro quote was from. That was her. Um, I'm forensic archaeologist. <laughs> I go, I go where the work he is. It's really hard to tell whether you're taking the Mickey out of someone doing a bad American accent because you mangle everything anyway, Stevie, with your yeah, your, with your voices. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but thing like here's the thing. Um, Rosamund Pike is from um, England or something like that, and Carl Urban is from Australia. They're playing brother and sister in this movie. Why didn't they just choose like, hey, let's do an Australian accent because we're brother and sister, or let's do an English accent because we're brother and sister? Unless they decided to make it an uh, an American accent. And um, Carl Urban was good. Uh, I, I'll give him that. He was pretty good. But was um, pretty. Rosamund was Pike like, was yeah. horrible. She was horrible. Um, and also the supporting characters are pretty rubbish as well. Um, I was quite sensitive oh, I, to that because I thought, oh, those guys have to be British. And I assume they just shot the whole thing in Battersea Power Station or something. But and then I found out afterwards, because basically the whole, almost the whole movie is shot inside this horrible, depressing single sort of location, is it really? Um, and I figured, oh, they must have shot this in Britain on the cheap or something. But they shot it in Prague on the cheap. Probably got those... Uh international tax credits for it or well, something like that yeah you get that also it is basically um you know it used to be that you would go out of state to save money then it became well you go to canada to save money then it became well you can go to england and you get tax credits here to save money and now it's like let's go to eastern europe to save money um because not only do you get um because it costs less because you get tax credits or whatever, but also you get very, very cheap local crew as well. Mm-hmm. And the blow America. is cheap. 
I think I can't remember what movie I watched. There was some movie I watched. Oh, maybe it was like a historical. Oh, you know what it was? It wasn't a movie. It was. You remember that TV series um, about the? I think it was Hatfields and McCoys, um, sure. which was on like yeah. the History Channel or something. And they With shot Bill, like, Bill Paxton or Pullman. They shot that in like Hungary or somewhere. And the reason why they shot it there is because that's the only place they could go where they get get mountains that still look. You could shoot still shoot. Um, they don't like a, a yeah. scene where you had the Blue Ridge Mountains in the background, or what looked like the Blue Ridge Mountains in the background, and then nothing else was built up. There was no, so it yeah. looked like um, sort of the correct period. And they said that basically, they would just build everything for real. So like they wanted a house, and they wanted to burn down a house. They'd build the house properly. They'll get like masons in and and bricklayers and carpenters build the house and just burn it because it was so cheap to do. It's cheaper than getting like an effects guy in to do it. They just build it all for real. Oh, see, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds economical. Mm. Sounds good for the environment. Um, <laughs> now, now you guys mentioned the acting ability. I I thought everyone was pretty much equally bad in this movie, so mm. I was glad to have um, Rosamund Pike in this, um, or Rosalind, whatever the frig her name is. Rosamund Pike. She, she's pretty, isn't she? She's lovely looking. Oh, oh, she looks. Oh great. man, yeah. She just lit, lights up the screen, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Big fan. The camera loves her, and so does Deej. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think I'm alone in mm. this. No, she's um, really although... His cock and balls are there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a name for your cock and balls? Is it Stephen and the Twins? <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, Stephen uh, Percy and the Twins. <laughs> I don't... I don't... <laughs> Stephen, who's Stephen Percy? Hang on a minute. Now, didn't somebody ask... They asked somebody in in the movie asked whether or not Rosamund Pike and Carl Urban were identical twins, and you can't be identical twins unless you're um, unless you're of the same gender. Um, so that was a kind of a stupid question. I don't know if that is true. It is true because um, okay. you can be otherwise so. it's fraternal twins or something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they'd be that identical if they if one had a weenus and one <laughs> did not. But yeah, it doesn't happen that way. I don't think. Now, as the movie starts right away. For some reason, someone is playing a handheld video game yes. from the 1980s. I had to or... look that up. Yes. Did you look it up? No, I did not. Did you? Well, I looked and I go, what the was fuck is that? And I thought watch? it was like a fake one. I thought, what the fuck are they playing with there? Because, you know, it wasn't like a the Game Atari Gear or, or a Game Boy or anything. Because they're from like the 90s. Uh, well, I think Game Boy was, you know this stage. Game Boy was what, 89? Something like that. Game Boy is 89. 89. Yeah. Yeah, um, right what there. the fuck are they doing? So I looked it up, and it is an uh, is Galaxian Two by Entex, and it is from 1981. So what the fuck is that doing in a 2005 movie that's set in 2000? Whatever it doesn't make any sense, does it? Maybe uh, there's some connection between ID, the developer, and Galaxian. No, nah. no, nah, you're talking about Running 1981, which is no, nah, they, no. Nah. I mean, John John Carmack or whatever would probably wouldn't have even been coding in 1981 um but um uh um no so but the weird thing not weird thing but the slightly weird odd thing about that was it's a it's a weird look it's a weird game that you that is um it has two controllers on the game itself and you he was they he was playing it the wrong way around so you're supposed to play it vertically and um you play one of two sides it's like you play the good guys the bad guys so i don't know whether you can play it simultaneously with two people you might be able to actually um, so he's playing it um, horizontally, which is, and you can't play it like that. So I think they must have superimposed graphics on top of it or something. Oh, well. Yeah, I just yeah, pulled up the screenshot and it definitely looks 
superimposed, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. no it's, he's he's playing it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, e- yeah. even once once I saw that and once like that that entire scene where you know, someone's someone's throwing like an orange or a baseball to to hit with a bat in the middle of yeah. the locker room. And I was like, oh Jesus, we're in trouble. This is this is not going to be an enjoyable experience. <laughs> um, hey, these are just, just marines palling around. Oh, oh, and yeah, that's that's when he starts talking about lady boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was just it was just bad right off the bat. There there was um, I'd say there was only one kind of neat part of the movie and that was much much later in where we go first person shooter for about yeah. five minutes oh yeah i love is... that part that was bloody excellent wasn't it that's yeah i'm, I'm that surprised part. that that you guys lo- love that part i'm surprised neil i'm surprised you love that part like right. it, it of, of course it's some kind of uh you know reference that video game players get but in the movie what what is what's going on like as a movie no i don't get that he, point that point i didn't care i just see I, I really stopped really caring about the movie so they plot that in it's is like it, oh right cool they've just stuck in a sequence that's from the game brilliant yeah um <laughs> i i think that well in the movie he's he got that injection of uh demon blood right to mm. not to give him a little extra strength yep. so it's supposed to be him like taking a trip going on tripping on demon blood and right because he gets like super strength and starts like blessing all, all these guys it's like he took some pixie dust and we get his point of view of his mm-hmm. trip. Mhm. Yeah, what's what's wrong with that? Mm. Huh? Nothing's wrong with it. It was pretty cool. I like <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about then, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now I I say as, as a cinematic masterpiece, um it kind of throws a wrench into its, you know, Oscar plans, but it's pretty cool sequence, yeah. Mm. Well, to me, that that was like one of the very few things in the movie that was kind of original. Like, I don't know, or there, I can't think of any other first person movie scenes really, except Blair Witch, maybe. And uh, you need you need to not watch Enter the Void. Oh God, that whole movie is in first person. Oh, it's horrible. I tried. I told you that I tried to watch that like three or four times, and I couldn't. And I think I tried to watch it once or twice on my big screen, on my big, big screen. And I couldn't because it was just, it, it made me feel ill. You know, yeah, you have yeah, to watch pretty, it on a small pretty screen. Rough. Yeah, it's horrible. And depressing. <laughs> Speaking well, of yeah, depressing. I, I could see where an entire movie of the first person perspective would probably get me sick to my stomach. But as is, like, it's, it's in this movie for about four minutes and I, I could have had some more of it. Yeah. Oh, well, that shot that that was extremely difficult to shoot. Um, I watched the behind the scenes materials, and that took that shot, uh, not that shot, that scene took fourteen days to shoot. Um, because it's extremely difficult, and it was like a combination of um, live action plus CG and stuff, and it's just very very difficult to shoot that stuff. They had to fake a lot of it. So, well, it's difficult, so that means you shouldn't do it in a movie. People might like it. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's a fairly low budget movie, so fourteen days for five minutes is is probably you know pushing it. I think they probably would have spent maybe spent six weeks shooting it. So mm-hmm. now we uh, obviously you can't you can't watch this movie and not compare it to the game, um, but it's it was also puzzling to me why they why didn't they just reuse the monsters from the game which are ready made for a movie? Um, they did use some of them, didn't they? I recognized some of them. Like they did the uh with that the guy wheelchair with the guy he turned yeah. into that 
that dog beast that's the guy with the wheels and also the some of the guys from who looked maybe they didn't use them in the movie but they did they did use the artists from id to create some of those designs so maybe they didn't all make it into the movie because they i think those designs were then uh put into reality by stan winston so maybe they adapted them Um, from from them doom 3 came out i think like a year before this Mm -hmm. so they had some inspiration there yeah Mm-hmm. Oh One yeah, thing, you, can... you know, a couple. There were a couple of monsters that were missing that would have been good to see, which were, were like a beholder, or uh, the mecha demon, the one, the... With the giant one with the mechanized legs. Yeah, I th- even, I the, think even the imps, like the devil imps, would be cool to see in this movie. We just get like mutated humans, zombies. Yeah, I I was giving them the benefit of the doubt that <laughs> what that the mutated humans are meant to be imps because they. They're both kind of brown grayish. Um you're Todd, you're thinking of the uh the cyber demon slash steam demon. Yes, the cyber demon. Yeah, he is the uh the big bad in the first Doom game, and I think in Doom three and does not make an appearance in this. Um and also the uh the Keiko demon, I believe, is the uh the beholder looking thing from Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, the the Ke- Keiko demon Keiko demon. Yeah, I have no idea if I'm saying any of these correctly because I've never, I've never had to talk about Doom with another human being before. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play much Doom. So, how do you guys play? Get into Doom? Did you play the original PC version, or did you play like a port? I played the original PC version. Mm-hmm. I I did as well because it was ported all over the place, wasn't it? So, did you it, it was, play yeah. play it on like Daddy's PC when you were little kiddies? Then we played on the family PC. Right. Yeah. Are we talking about Doom 1 from 93 then? Or? Doom 1 from 93, yeah. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, I think a lot of us played it. I was working at EA and we had a, a local area network and I think that was the one that we played a lot of, you know, sort of it, we would knock off work and then start playing Doom over the LAN. Um, mm-hmm. And I only played it for a couple of nights because my eyes started going funny because we were literally playing it in the dark, playing it for far too long and it's like, Okay, now my eyes are going fine. I'm a bit, I'm a bit shit scared now as well. So you know, they need to kind of drive home. Going, what the fuck was that? What did I just do? Because then shortly yeah. after, shortly after that, I think we all switched to things like Mario Kart. <laughs> well, I did anyway. <laughs> sure. I, think, I think a lot of people yeah, continue playing games. things like Doom and Quake. I was never really into first person stuff, so I never really played much Doom or Quake or anything like that. So, so a year before, like a couple of years before Doom uh, came out, um, I was over at one of my dad's friend's house. And he had Wolfenstein 3D on that mm-hmm. one on his computer, and yeah. I played that, and I fell in love, blessing all those Nazis. So whenever yeah. Doom came out, of course I had to get it. Wolfenstein, I don't think was that big. Well, it wasn't big with us, but I think it was probably quite a big sort of shareware hit at the time, because mm-hmm. those are all shareware products. So I think Doom was shareware. Yeah, yeah. Every, all those all those games like that were shareware yeah. ones. They, the disc got that you got. Uh, you know, a stack of five discs c- come for free with uh, some magazine, and it contained the first level of Doom. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. There, there is a uh, a pretty good book about the rise and the, and then stagnation of uh, ID software, and I believe it's called Masters of Doom, mm. where it's about how uh, basically Wolfenstein was popular, but you know at the time there was less of an installed computer base in the United States, so. Right. When Dune comes out a couple years later, that's exponentially more popular. And then the same thing happens with um, Quake and Quake 2, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, I think it's Unreal, an Unreal Tournament that yeah. 
right. is the first game that really makes a, a dent in the, the ID sales. Sure. Um, yeah, because yeah, Doom, Doom, got, Doom got superseded quite quickly. I mean, the the idea of putting out a, a film about a basically essentially a 1993 game in, in 2005 is kind of ridiculous. I'd never heard of this movie before. I don't think I'd ever heard of this movie before you mentioned it, Steej, because it's really? just so oh, out really? of its... It's so out of its time period. If it came out in like 1999 or like 96 or something, it probably would have made sense. And like like all these movies, it would have made they... sense. It would have made sense to come out then. But mm. um, like I said, Doom Three came out like just prior to this. Yeah, but who that was, was playing... the big relaunch of the series? Yeah, nobody bought that though, did they? I mean, that wasn't a big hit, was it? No, did, that was that was a, I didn't that was a... buy it, but I played it. <laughs> that was a huge Neil. That is that is that Doom Three sold more than anything else ID has ever made, I believe. Yeah, but that's in the context of the time, isn't it? You know, you know the, the install base of PCs would have been a lot bigger. So, was it a big hit in the? I do remember Doom yeah. Three actually, but um, I don't. I mean, it's probably probably putting it in the context of me not playing those kind of games. So, you know, I didn't really care about Doom. So, I mean, I think the the bigger issue with the movie obviously is that it's not good. Um, mm -hmm. Like, if it, you know, it it doesn't. It could have been you know about a disney property and it wouldn't matter because it's fucking trash movie but no doom, doom 3 at the time let's see where's the release date for doom 3 doom 3 came out in august 2004 here we go so doom 3 by 2007 has sold three and a half million units that sounds like a lot but not really although for a pc game it is a lot um it, it achieved gold status oh no gold status just when it's finished but you know, it it was it was That's a quite a lot popular for game. Yeah. It was it was well reviewed. Um, well, I mean, so even if it had been a massive hit, uh, that still lay like like I think uh, uh, TB was saying, it didn't really help when it came to producing a decent movie, did it? Unfortunately, I don't know really what the movie was trying to do. Like, it, it's weird because I read all of these reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, and it, it was basically, oh, it's it's a movie that will only appeal to fans of the game. No, and I was like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, these people are, they have, they don't know what they're talking about. This really has very little to do with the, the game series. Mm -hmm. um, it, so then with that in mind, I don't know who they made this movie for. It's, it's almost, I don't know. It's not quite in like an aliens clone. Um, no, this, this movie was probably the, um, around the, the height of Uwe Boll, right? And his, prolific video game movie he did alone in the dark career uh what he, did he do that was that 2005 that was 2005 wasn't it something like that yeah no he's he has done a a bunch of bad movies oh well, i'm good with movie years yeah alone in the dark was 2005 that got 2.3 yep. on imdb <laughs> that's yep. bad he all he did blood rain the same year Mm. And then Blood Rain 2 in 2007. He did a movie based on Postal for some reason. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which is... Yeah, yeah talk it's about... It's supposed to be a dark comedy that is also horrible. Do you have the rating there of what it got? IMDb? No, oh, no. I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia for the the Uwe Boll filmography. Oh, I, I read a... I only read one... You're talking about going back to reviews again. I only read, read one review quote, which I thought was quite funny. Richard Roper, I think he was, uh, might have been writing for Chicago sometimes, I think. He said, the performances are awful. The action sequences are impossible to follow. The violence is gratuitous. The lighting is bad. 
and I had my doubts yeah. that the catering truck was even up to snuff on this project. And it kind of reflects <laughs> what I was saying earlier on. It's just so dark and depressing and boring. I mean, uh, my brain uh, my brain switched off. I was like, oh, this is so awful. And I think part of the problem is that the actors are so shitty. I mean, Carl Urban is yep. pretty good. Uh, the Rock mm -hmm. is The Rock, yep. and like, if you put The Rock in the right movie, it's fine. But the problem is yeah. those supporting actors were shit, weren't they? They they were. Um Carl Ur yeah, Carl Urban plays the emotionless dude. Um so he's he was okay in that role. I, I did like the uh the squirrely guy, the guy that was into the She Boys. <laughs> I thought he was pretty funny. Mm. I mean he's not a great actor, but his his role was pretty funny. Mm. I I think you're gonna get a knock on your door from child services for saying that out <laughs> loud. I did it did make me laugh when I saw all these actors popping up who did recognize like um Rosamund Pike and then uh, Dexter Flesher. It's like, oh look, it's Dexter Flesher. And that's where I thought, oh, this must be British, a British film. Because um, growing up, uh, there was a TV show called Press Gang, uh, which is about a school newspaper, and they had a uh, an actor in that called Dexter, who's Dexter Fletcher. And I think he was playing an American, and he had this American accent. And of course, at the time, we didn't know what a shitty American accent was back in whatever it was, nineteen eighties or nineteen nineties or something, and um, he has the most American name, so we assumed he was American. But he's not, he's British. And so you see him in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch, you're like, shit, that guy's a Brit. But the Dexter Fletcher is the most American name for a British person, isn't it? Dexter's not... Oh, Dexter's not all that American. Oh, come on. Dexter Fletcher? <laughs> I don't know a single Dexter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. You're, you're acting like this is John Smith. Um, well, I'm thinking of, uh, there's, there's a TV show called Dexter. There's a video game called Dexter's Elevators or something. <laughs> <laughs> there are no, there are no British Dexters as there's well. There's Dexter's saying. Laboratory, but he Dexter's has a, Lab, like yeah, a right. German accent in that TV show. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. well, there's no, there's no British Dexters. That's my point, I suppose. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at, uh, Uwe Boll's, um, prolific directing career. Uh, a, no a movie that's been nominated to be clubbed on the show is In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, starring Jason Statham as a night guy. Um, so he directed that movie in 2007. But did you guys know that he, ha that he has made two sequels to that movie? He made an In the Name of the King 2, Two Worlds, in two 2011, starring Dolph Lundgren. And in, in the Name of the King 3, The Last Job, starring... Dominic Purcell, the guy from Prison Break. All right. Wow. I'm gonna have to watch these now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Why? Why do you hate yourself so much? Oh, I punish myself so I can feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. Teebs is just sitting there cutting himself and poking his eyes out. Yeah. Do you cut a? Do you cut across? Do you cut across into your arm each time you take the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> Yeah, have you got one of those yeah. self-flagellating uh, flail thingies you can wet, wet yourself yeah. on the back? Flagellator. Yeah. Get a self-flagellate myself. Yeah. Well, it it happens in the movie. Yeah. Now, is the, this yeah. is this one? Of, guy, is this yeah. the urban that married um, Renee Zellweger before she had the face transplant, or was it the other urban? I always get those two confused. Mm. Which one is the country music? There singer? was an urban that married Nicole Kidman. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but didn't he marry uh, Renee Zellweger first? Keith Keith Urban is married to uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, who married Renee Zellweger then? I Zellweger. 
You were making one of you was making jokes about it, so I assumed it was uh, Carl Urban. Oh no, I, I didn't even look it up. Uh, Renee Zellweger tells Nicole Kidman to call off marriage to Keith Urban. Right, it must have been yeah. Keith Urban then. Oh, it wasn't Carl Urban. Or maybe she she was married to Carl Urban, and then she didn't like her experience with people named Urban, so she said, "Don't marry that guy if he's he's too." Oh urban wait a for minute, you. she was married to Kenny Chesney. Oh, this is confusing. <laughs> Carl Urban married Natalie Wihongi, his Who? makeup artist on The Private Tears. She's not famous, don't worry. In September 2004. They, so he's only been married once. So it's Keith. Keith. Keith is the bad Urban boy. All right, I'm looking up. Now, were they engaged? Now, if I look was on... Renee Zellweger no, no, no. I look with, at, has been with Kenny Chesney since Kenny 2005, Chesney. and they've been annulled. Annulled. No, I'm I'm on her Wikipedia for Renee Zellweger, and if I if you search for Urban, there's no Urban on there, so it must have been the other guy. Maybe you got Nicole Kidman mixed up with Renee Zellweger. Maybe I did. No, I did. Okay, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both have weird faces, don't they? Actually, there's a shot on her Wikipedia, on Renee Zellweger's Wikipedia page from 2010, yeah. and she does not look like she did in Jerry Maguire either. So that must be, yeah. maybe that she just kept qu kept quiet, and we only think she looks weird now because we haven't seen her for four years. I think that's what it is, you know. She laid low. Hmm. She's been in surgical wraps those four years, so she couldn't come out. Yeah, she was doing the uh, Tom Cruise in Vanilla, in Vanilla Sky thing. Yeah. Just wearing a mask and going from shady club to shady club, hidden on Penelope Cruz. Citizen Tilda. Uwe Boll directed a movie called Blubberella in 2011. <laughs> now that this movie, it's an action comedy centered on an overweight woman whose footsteps cause explosions and whose dual swords are used against anyone who makes fun of her. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds horrible. Is that an English language film or is that in? It is, and it has uh, English language actors. Oh, that sounds that sounds bad. The cover is great. Oh my god! <laughs> is this like? Um, is this like? Does Uwe Boll do things like Blubberella because he's doing them for? in a kind of a producer's kind of way, like Springtime for Hitler, because that looks a heck of a lot like Springtime for Hitler, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, good point, yeah. Maybe he's like... There was actually a scam uh, fairly recently where um, we were talking earlier on about tax credits for making movies, and the National Lottery over here gave a lot of money, used to give a lot of money to make movies in the UK, and they would uh, kind of not hand out money willy and, did it in, in, willy and indeed nilly, but they would... They would certainly fund movies, and there was a scam where people were getting funding for movies and not make and making shitty movies. And one of those movies is fairly well known as being a really shitty movie from the time, and it was um, "Sex Lives of the Potato Men." Have you heard of that one? Ooh, no. Um, and it had like some sort of sort of fairly well known, certainly well known here um, actors. I'm going to look it up now, but um, I think that was one of the ones, and that looks like one of those movies where it's you know. 4.5. That only that got 4.5 on IMDb. Love really got 2.6. So, oh, Mackenzie Crook from The Office and Johnny Vegas. Now, Johnny Vegas is pretty well known comedian. Uh, if you've seen, um, well, I don't know. Somebody mentioned him on the board actually. Uh, what's he done? He's done 
Benny Dorman. Mackenzie Crook is best known from The Office. He he was Gareth on The Office. Ideal. He did Ideal, which is quite popular. You are are believed to be correct, Neil, in that um, it's believed that Bole, or however you say his name, is he gets money from Germany to do some of his films. It's believed that he does them as as cheap as possible and then pockets whatever's left over. So it doesn't even matter if they, they make money. Um, that, that sort of deal. Perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Oh, here we go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Between 1997 and 2005, the government piled the plate of the British film industry with billions of pounds of public funds. Blah, 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 blah. Holy shit. You guys. In the name of the king, one, two, and three are streaming on Netflix. Well, you should watch them and tell us all about them. Blah, blah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll post a link to that, but that, I'll, I'll read it now. It's boring. Okay, uh, any more notes from you, Steve? Um, do, 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 do. Well, the BFG was kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Big. And I like how when he, when he uh, picked it up. God. When he when he found it, it was it was floating, levitating on a pedestal, rotating like it would be in a video game. Mm, like the yes. guns are just they're rotating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice little Easter egg. So that that part was neat, and I I liked when he shot it the three times in the movie he shoots it, and then <laughs> suspicious. It didn't hit anybody. Yep, does not hit anyone, and he <laughs> does not run out of ammo. Well, he he runs out of ammo after three shots, which. Even in the game, you get like four or five shots. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, and just the uh, the stats on the movie. Um, IMDb you got five point two. Rotten Tomatoes nineteen percent from the critics, thirty five per thirty four percent from the audience. So pretty pretty much nobody liked this movie for any reason. Um, the budget was sixty million. In the U.S., it took in twenty eight million. And the worldwide total, which I'm not sure if it included the U.S. or not, was 56 million. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's almost certain that this movie lost money once you figure in, um, you know, advertising budget and all that. So. Yeah, I don't think it was a big hit on uh, DVD either. No, no, and and like I said, I've I've seen it on cable, um, like here and there, like that's that's how I first saw this movie. And even then, it wasn't in like a marquee spot. It wasn't like on a, you know, for TNT will put their decent movies on at like eight eight p.m. on a on a weeknight or on a Saturday. This was on at like two in the afternoon. So, you know, they they didn't get a bunch of money from the uh, the cable networks for movie rights either. So. I was saying I hadn't heard of it before, and I think one of the reasons why I got sort of confused about it and not watched it or seen it or heard about it was because there was another movie that came out. Um, I think in 95, but didn't get released in the UK till 98. And I don't know when it got distributed elsewhere, but there was a movie called the doom generation. Have you heard of that? Um, the, the heard... name sounds familiar. I don't know what it is. It's kind of an indie movie about kind of sort of slackers and, and people doing bad things and stuff. And, uh, I saw that and that was crap. And I think probably when doom came out, I probably confused it with that. And also there's a movie called domino from 2005 which is a lot like the doom generation so you know i probably got all three of those confused and and sort of mixed them all up so domino is uh got is a bit of a higher profile one i think that had um 
that woman off that um, had um Kieran Knightley or somebody. Yeah, Kieran Knightley. Yeah, and she she shaved her head. Mm. Mm-hmm. That that's what that movie was about. Is her shaving her head. Yeah. Doom Doom Generation has um I think it's one of Rose McGowan's first roles. It is, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um but it the the IMDb makes it sound like a kind of like a scare movie. Like um like what Reefer Madness was in the whenevers. <laughs> it's just um, crap. It's rubbish. Jordan Jordan White and Amy Blue, two troubled teens, pick up an adolescent drifter, Xavier Red. Together, the threesome embark on a sex and violence-filled journey through an America of psychos and quickie marts. Mm. That's see, it's clever because their names are Jordan White, Amy Blue, and Xavier Red. Mm-hmm. That is clever. Yeah. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, and and one other thing I should mention, which Todd, I doubt you even you did this deep of a dive back in the day, but there are. Four Doom novels out there. Oh, I've I definitely have seen them in bookstores as a youth, but I was too busy reading gay elf stuff like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Do you know who the who wrote those Doom novels, uh, Steve? I don't remember the the guys' names, but I they've have got read the them. best. They got the best names in the world. If we're talking about funny names, I'm going to look them up. But uh, carry on. Oh well, well, base well. I don't know if you can blame him for the names because I think the names do come from the video game. No, 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 no. The author's name. Well, no, the name is Brad. Author, Brad oh, Linaweaver. Wow. Okay, he's got the best. He's got the least silly name, Brad Linaweaver. Yeah, the least silly one. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> David Abhu, which is a Welsh name. Oh, I thought it was a sillier name as well. Oh, anyway, we got we got some odd names. I just see two of them on here. Yeah. Oh, there's mm. one by Matthew Costello, but that's, no, that's not, not that silly. Name. No. No, Co- Costello did the. Um, I guess Doom Three, which is kind of a reboot of the series, um, they they also had novels for some in, inexplicable reason, um, but I have not read those. Um, but I did read the the first four series of books, which the first the first two just basically follow the plot of the game. Like first one is about how they're trying to get off of the the moons and to get back on Earth. The second one is about how they're trying to the demons are now on Earth and they're they're fighting the demons in like Salt Lake City and crap like that. Oh, that's like that's like the plot of uh, Doom. Uh, what it, what's that complete edition they released? I forgot what they called Master Edition that added a fourth, um, fourth chapter onto the game. Yeah, the the Doom Where series. The, yeah. yeah, the Doom series itself goes Doom, Doom Two, then either I think it's Ultimate Doom and then Final Doom or something yeah. like that. U- Ultimate Doom added the fourth, um, the fourth chapter. Yeah. Um the the third book involves time travel and also them going to fight the aliens on their home planet. And and when they get to the aliens home planet, surprise, no aliens. They've been wiped out by another group of aliens who then in the fourth book that's who they're hunting except oh. it splits off into two parts and gets incredibly weird for no reason. In the books, they're aliens and not demons from hell. Correct. They, they, they are. You know, they are aliens. There's basically a master race of aliens that are genetically engineering them to look like demons to easier capture us. Why not have both? Dot gif. <laughs> I don't like this alien thing. Maybe. Hey, here's what they should do. Here's what they should do. They should have the aliens, but then when you go to their alien planet, they open a portal to the alien hell. And then they go into the okay. alien hell that's where enough, all the demons that's are like human now. looking. 
Okay, I've had enough. <laughs> this is boring the arse off me. All right, um, Teebs, any any more notes from you? Uh, oh, let me pull up. <laughs> I can't cope with this anymore. This is such a horrible movie, and I don't want to talk about <laughs> fucking demons as well. <laughs> Wait, that's the actual interesting... Neil, that is the interesting part of this movie. No, it's not. I mean, that, and, and that's doomed. all such nonsense. It's all underwritten crap where they just pile in a bunch of demons for no reason. I'll let shoot. It's all about just shooting people. It's shooting aliens, isn't it? Who cares? No one cares. Right, I, I, I care. I care, man. There's no plot in Doom. You just shoot stuff. Fuck's sake. <laughs> that's okay. like saying there's there's no plot in uh in like fucking Mario Brothers, man. The <laughs> brothers are there getting Princess Toastal saving yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Bowser, yeah. man. Yeah, that hey. princess is so important. You you see her for about 0.3 seconds right at the end of the game. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so notes from you, uh, TB. Yeah, sure. Uh, this was the last movie that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was credited as just The Rock. After this, he became Dwayne Johnson and also Dwayne The Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Now, that's an interesting point you bring up because I had not written a lot of notes about uh, this movie. And then I happened to stumble upon some two articles about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And they were written very, very recently, like in the last couple of months. I don't know if you saw that either, either, of, you, those, either of you saw those. There was one. I don't read. There's one in Hollywood Reporter and one in Fortune magazine. And they are very, very interesting. Um, and he has now reclaimed The Rock because he was originally advised by his his first agents to... To drop The Rock. Uh, to move away from The Rock. And the reason was mm -hmm. they thought it would be difficult for him to transition from uh, WWE to acting. And then he very recently, or not very recently, in about 2011... He kept getting cast in really more and more stupid movies. There's one where he's like a babysitter or something. Or yeah, there. the pacifier. Yeah. And then he did like the worst one was the Tooth Fairy. I mean, that was a fucking ridiculous idea. And that was 2011. Then he they he, he binned his agent and he got with um, a new agent. And that new agent is um, Ari. I want to say Ari Gold, but that's Goldstein. Entourage. Ari Emmanuel, who is the real version of Ari Gold from Entourage. Yep. And basically, he said, you know, you be you kind of thing. He said, look, you, if you want to be The Rock, you're The Rock. If you want to go back and do some wrestling, go ahead and do some wrestling. He went back and did some wrestling, didn't he, Steve? And if you want to be a woman, yep. I'll give you some pills. So, and since then, his career has really taken off. Um, yeah, that's when he's, he's, now that's when he's uh, started doing the G.I. Joes and stuff like that. That's right. I think that's perfect uh, for him. Yeah. Um, so I'll, we'll come back to that in a, in a second. But uh, yeah, carry on, uh, Teeps. Yeah, so yeah, this was his last pure the rock role but the one right after it was southland tells where he wasn't credited as the rock the rock at all not even dwayne the rock johnson it was just dwayne johnson, johnson. that was right. his serious turn all right what was his so credit in uh be cool because be cool was 2005 as well then maybe that came before doom but i don't know that was like the follow-up to get shorty it wasn't very good unfortunately yeah this that would be cool is really just a weird movie Get Shorty's brilliant. I love Get Shorty, but be yeah, cool. Get Shorty's good. Not be so cool's weird. Yeah. Okay. Any more notes from you, Steve? Um, uh, Teeb, sorry. Uh, I think we hit them all. I mean, mm -hmm. pretty much it. Okay. Well, let's go back talking a bit about The Rock. So, what? The, it's interesting if you look at The Rock's filmography up until about 2011. Most of the stuff he was doing was pretty crap. I mean, it seemed like he was, you know, chucking everything against the wall and missing every time. You know. Um, because if you this though 2005 
is relatively recent. It's fairly that's fairly near to the beginning of his career because it wasn't until sort of two thousand and four or so that he got um, like a, a proper leading role. I think two thousand was two thousand two, The Mummy, or two thousand one, something like that. Mummy Returns, and that that was his first um, big movie, wasn't it? Yeah, Scorpion Mummy King. Returns. Yeah. No, Scorpion King was his lead first lead role, which is what, yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, Mummy Mummy Returns is, you know, he that was his first meaty part. And mm. then, you know, Scorpion King, I believe, was his first lead role. And then from there, like, The Rundown and Walking Tall, you know, he was the star of those movies, I believe. Mm. Going back to um, going back to Doom for a second, I did like it when The Rock kept walking into Rosamund Pike's lab and going, what the fuck is going on here? Why is there half a man stuck out that stuck out out of this wall? What the fuck? Yeah, as if as if yeah. Rosamund, Rosamund Pike knows what the fuck's going on. She doesn't fucking know. Urgh, yeah. Angry Rock, because basically it was like two hours of Rock looking angry, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's weird Urgh. because even even in those like in those scenes, they're not making him out to be a heavy. He's just angry, but it's it's like he's reasonable. Like he is the lieutenant or whatever whatever the friggy is, whatever his rank is. Well, he's called Sarge, like, so isn't he? So you think is this? Yes, he is Sarge. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it seems perfectly reasonable for him to be asking what the frig is going on with the one scientist who's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, just like three fourths of the movie, he does a heel turn to use a, a uh, wrestling term. Back to wrestling um, chat. Now, did you do pick this movie because you like wrestling, Steve? Is that your ulterior motive? No, because if that was the case, I would have tried to get us to watch No Holds Barred or Mister Mom or. <laughs> Or body slam. <laughs> what's the one with um? What's the one with the uh, Hulk Hogan? Is that, Terry Balboa. Where he not Mister no. Mum. Um, no, no holds barred. Mister Nanny. Mister Nanny, that's the one. Mister Nanny. Oh well, Hulk Hogan has been in. A- and he also had another great movie. He had another great movie around around that time called Suburban Commando, which I own on DVD. Ah, right. Yeah, that's a solid movie. Can't can't watch it. Can't watch it. It's it's a kids' movie, Neil. Sorry, well, I've never seen a movie with Hulk Hogan, so that might be interesting, actually. But I don't know whether I'd have to shoot myself afterwards. He's in a lot of movies, but they I feel like pretty much all of them are kids' movies. He was in Three Ninjas. Mm-hmm. No Holds Barred is oddly dark and stupid, but you know, it's it's really bad. So, um, actually, looking at The Rock's filmography. I, I don't know. I, I actually have not seen a ton of his movies. I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, some of the action ones. I've, Fast Six was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Fast Five. Fast Seven yep. will presumably be good. <laughs> more more of the same, but good. We can only assume. Yep. Yeah, 2013 was kind of a, a, a breakthrough year. Um, now, not all of it can be attributable to The Rock, but the movies he was in... Um, in 2013, 13, his movies made $1.3 billion worldwide, which is more than any other actor's movie, any other actor's movies that year. Um, now, there's, I think there's two, two reasons for that which kind of mitigate that. One is that he was in a lot of movies. He's in four, four huge movies. But also, um, um, you know, they weren't all just him. There was some ensemble work in there. So, Particularly like The Fast yeah. and Furious, which was the biggest well, grossing one. Yeah, it's it's basically all Fast Six and GI Joe, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, both. Well, I think ahead. he did. I think he did actually help uh, GI Joe a lot, though, because I, G, the first GI Joe was rubbish, and I thought the second one was much better. And he, a lot of that was him. 
Oh, and also, don't worry, because he's taking it on the chin for 2014, because Hercules was kind of a bomb. So It was in the yep. US, but it made a shitload of money out overseas. So, um, like in China, it made a lot of money. He's poised to make another comeback, I guess, in... He's, he's scheduled to be in Shazam mm-hmm. as, as Black Adam. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. That's some kind of comic book, is it? It's a blockbuster comic book movie. Oh, wait, that's scheduled for 2019. He's the only one that announced for that movie. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. No, in 20, 2015, he has Fast 7. So that'll prop him up. And he also has a movie called San Andreas, which... Oh, that's supposed to be going to be... That that's sounds be like uh, Grand Theft Auto. It's being, that's being shot in... Uh, it's an earthquake movie. It's being shot in, I think, in Australia. And uh, he has got $12 million for making that. So he's going to be in the aftermath of a massive earthquake in California. A rescue chopper pilot makes a dangerous journey across the state in order to rescue his estranged daughter. Oh, but but brisket, hold on, hold on. Oh, brisket, did you see who his daughter was? I saw, I saw who's top build in that. Um, Alex Alexandra Daddario. <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Really? Yeah, Jesus. Yep. He, She's the hot one from uh, that thing with the, the, the two detectives, right? True detective. Yeah, the two yeah. detective show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and even <laughs> even as even in the Rock's ex-wife is Carla Gugino. 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 Yeah. Oh man, there's some there's some smoke shows in this thing, man. Yeah. It, good. You can tell. You know where you know where daughter Blake got her got her uh, her proportions from, Mama. <laughs> yep. And some good. smoke shows in that one. Wasn't she in? Uh, was she in Sin City? Yeah, she was. She's in Sin City. Have you seen that new Sin City? She pulled. She pulled them out in that one too. Uh, I haven't seen the new one yet. No, nope. yeah, I've got that on my. I wanna. Uh, yeah. Got that on my list to watch. Um, also, on this topic of uh, of t- double cop movies or double cop TV, um, ha- we were talking about Harry Potter recently, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe has publicly asked uh, The Rock to do a buddy cop movie with him. How do you think that would turn out? Oh, probably great. <laughs> so apparently when when daniel radcliffe was growing up in order to perfect his an, an american accent he would he became a rapist <laughs> he became a rapist um he used to pick used to have like action figures of the rock and whatever else whatever other wrestlers there were and he used to sort of uh you know um doing do fake voices of the rock and other guys as to correct his american <laughs> accent uh, but he, yeah, he was a, he was a big wrestling fan when he was a kid, and uh, and uh, he wants to do a movie with The Rock. And The Rock actually replied back to him saying, um, uh, "The movie will be called Twinning, which I think is some kind of pun based on twins with Danny with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, combined w- with winning, I guess." Oh, they could they could do a twins reboot with those two. Uh, well, there's going to be triplets, and now there's going to be there's going to be um, Eddie. They wanted to try to do an Eddie Murphy movie with. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. a twin sequel with, with Eddie Murphy aren't they really wow well, it's been announced but I don't know whether it's actually you know what's happened to it I don't know it's all disappeared well Eddie, Eddie Murphy is also notorious for being attached to things and then yeah and then dropping off or ha- yeah. or getting caught in Central Park with the transvestite hooker mm. and having to drop off listen nobody nobody's perfect yeah, it happens happens to the best of us <laughs> yeah sometimes you get off a deployment with the marines and you think you're gonna have you know a week to yourself to go get some lady boys but 
just doesn't happen that way, does it? Yeah. Get get assignment on assigned to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Shall we uh, we wrap it up there, chaps? Wrap it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let me just quickly read through my notes if I missed anything. Can't believe he kept wrestling. Kept wrestling while he's doing these movies. Not all of them. But... That's his fan base. That's how he promotes his movies. He has fifty million followers on Inst- on uh, in F- Facebook and or or Twitter or Instagram. Fifty million. Yeah. Ridiculous. Neil. He also allegedly. He wasn't wrestling full time either. He was just no. doing, like the year he he wrestled and he won the championship. I think he he had like five, maybe six matches, something like that. He got paid five million dollars. But you allegedly know, for that, how do you pronounce that guy's name? Is it John Senya? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, John Cena. Cena. Juan, had... Juan Senya. <laughs> he, he had a, some kind of match with John Cena. Cena. Yep. Whatever his name is. He had a match with him, and he like pulled his groin and then got a hernia, and then he was supposed to shoot Hercules, uh, and they said no, 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 no. So he had to. They had to postpone shooting her the, the start of shooting of Hercules because he mm-hmm. uh, pulled his groin and had a hernia, and, and he had to have an operation, and that cost two million dollars that that delay because they had to delay shooting for a month while he uh, had the operation and was healing up. So all for some groin pulling. Don't think he's doing any more for a while. Although he hasn't, he hasn't written, he hasn't ruled it out. Well, the the rumor is he, he's not booked for anything for this year's WrestleMania, which is in April 2015. Um, but there's rumors he he'll be back for 2016 or 2017. Um, like he's he's publicly stated that he wants to come back at some point. Mm. Um, and they'll because just because of his fame, you know, they're gonna let him do whatever he wants when it comes to to wrestling, like him and um. Stone Cold Steve Austin are basically the two guys who move the needle the most when it comes to wrestling. So he's forty-two now, though. I mean, he can't keep going on forever. He'll just keep getting injured, won't he? Oh, that doesn't matter. Well, the, at at a certain point, it's kind of like the the Rolling Stones are still performing. Nobody expects them to be as good as they were in the sixties, though. Yeah, but they're not body slamming themselves. I'm like, well, the, the stage they are. They come on. <laughs> No, no, but it's after a while, you know, you're considered a legacy act or a legacy attraction in in wrestling where, you know, they're they're just going to expect you to do four or five moves and, you know, to cut some promos to to act a little bit. Okay, well, I've got a few more notes, but I can't be bothered. So um, should we move on? Okay. Okay, so that's enough time for talking about stupid uh, demon, alien, zombie, people with viruses movies. It's time for movies we've seen recently. Uh, Stephen, have you seen any movies recently? Well, I saw Office Space, which is always delightful. Um, and I watched PC Wingle. Load Letter. What the fuck does PC Load Letter mean? <laughs> I. It's a good question. <laughs> you know what my dream is. Two girls the same time. Um, Your name is Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it still still holds up. Still, probably Jennifer Aniston's best movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was told I could listen to my radio at a reasonable volume. But I also watched a little movie called Wayne's World Two. Oh, which is, which is a solid flick. Oh, that's um, a piece of shit. I love Wayne's World, and I hated Wayne's World Two. It's just a rehash of Wayne's World 1. 
Uh, in some ways, yes, but it has <sighs> it has different skits. Ugh. I think I've seen Wayne Wayne's World two twice. I watched it. I think I watched it in the cinema, and then I watched it uh, like once at home, and and it's terrible compared to the first one. I mean, in some ways, it's better. Christopher Walken is a more appealing villain than Rob Lowe. Hmm. He's funnier. You you want me to say what? Like I don't get it. And there's also a lot of winking that uh, they this is a sequel, and they know it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the. <laughs> And also, you know, just they acknowledge that it's a movie. Like when they have the guys walking back and forth across the street with a plane of glass, uh, stacking up watermelons and stacking up chickens. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it was a solid movie. It's definitely I don't think it's as good of a movie as the first one. Definitely not. But it's definitely worth seeing. Um, I caught a little little indie flick you guys might have heard of called. um. Harry Pooter and the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jackie said that was the worst. She thought that was the worst of the lot. Yeah, she thought it was the worst, and then the, the one coming up after that is the best. Mm-hmm. And then John said the first one is the worst. John thought the first one was the worst, yeah. I don't know. For me, those these two movies blended together. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so... This movie is nothing but nonstop uh, vomit humor. Everybody's saying, <laughs> I-, "I think I'm going to be sick." Oh, <laughs> can you and, do that with a British accent now? Yeah, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> um, well, they, the movies were shot back to back, so they probably they probably would have looked kind of similar, I guess. Yeah, sure, it, it did. I mean, the, the Harry had an Adam's apple in this one, but they're pretty similar. Hello, um, Hermione. How's it going, my darling? <laughs> <laughs> this this whole movie is nothing but uh maggie gray saying this is the end of hogwarts we'll have to close up hogwarts maggie smith you're yeah, thinking of name? the the woman of um battlestar galactica now i'm thinking i'm thinking of uh the the old woman but i can't remember her name maggie smith. maggie something uh okay the this movie is a bunch of just bait and switch. You don't know who the bad guy is. Oh, it's this guy. He's not a bad guy. He is a good, he is a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Um, oh, you know what? Sorry to interrupt you, but um, Rosamund Pike was offered a role in Harry, one of the Harry Potters, and she turned it down so she could do Doom. <laughs> there she goes. Well, she, to be fair, she turned it down so she could do Doom and also Pride and Prejudice, which is never heard of the other one. Pride and Prejudice is probably not not too not too bad. Anyway, sorry, carry on. All right. Um, last note I have is that Harry Potter is a horrible actor he's pretty terrible um everyone else is great everybody else is a great actor in, in harry potter's mm. the end <laughs> okay no, I, I, if you guys want to talk more about that one we can talk but uh it's up to you have you got any more movies you want to talk about yeah i have other movies that oh seen. let's let's move on shall we sure um i saw what is the funniest movie in a long time the funny probably, i think i would say it's the funniest movie of 2013 um, it's called Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. Oh my god, that was hilarious! Oh, I laughed my ass off at that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. I mentioned I saw all the uh, all the other ones recently, and I can't believe how much I laugh at those. We'll talk about another one that's similar in a minute, but yeah, yeah. fucking hilarious. I, I also saw um, the the J- Bad Grandpa point five, which is the behind the scenes, which is pretty pretty funny, and also yeah, uh, it's it's exactly what I wanted to see. It's kind of behind the scenes of how they actually did everything. It was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't as good because I watched actually 
um, Jackass 1.5, Jackass 2.5 as well. Um, I don't think Grand Grandpa 0.5 was that good, actually. Um, it was kind of more of the same, really, wasn't it? I haven't seen the other ones. Mm. I haven't seen the other 0.5s. Yeah. But Gra- Bad Grandpa, had you not seen Bad Grandpa before then? I had not seen it first time. Oh my god, that's a fucking funny film. It was hilarious. I love the little it. kid is great, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I also saw uh, Starship Troopers Invasion, which is the fourth movie. This one is the the all CG movie. Yeah, right. Um, Steve, have you seen that one? No. How was it? Was it good? Um, no. <laughs> it's was like it? it was like it was like watching a, a video game with a bad plot. Got pretty good action in it. Yeah, bad good or just bad bad. Bad bad. Bad, bad. Okay. Um, I would watch it if you are just into the the genre, and you're into mm-hmm. Starship Troopers itself. I would watch it, but it's it's a it's watching a video game with a bad plot and lots of lots of bugs exploding. And, um, there's a lot actually, a lot more nudity in this one than previous movies. Oh well, because they don't you know they don't have to get the actress to show off them hoots. They just yeah, get a... they just get a robot to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just gotta get someone to give them a break and draw them. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, I will say, uh, just to circle back to Doom for a very brief moment. Going in, I was expecting it to be more like Starship Troopers in a way, where Starship Troopers are just blasting bug after bug after bug. That's what I thought this movie was going to be today, but it it was not. Mm. Yeah, which some people complained about when it came to the movie, but I think you have to make some allowances for the fact it's a movie. Uh, you know, it should be a, there should be more plot than shooting, shouldn't there? Sure, but the they, going back to Doom more, they'd have that that good um sequence towards the end when when it was first person and it was just blessed in mm, alien yeah. after alien. <laughs> so at least they did it in part of the movie. Starship Troopers came out before Doom, so I feel like they they could have done more. Sure. Instead, we just got blurry. <laughs> we got blurry hor horror movie corridor shots for way too much of the movie. Mm. But yeah, why yeah, we we've already spoken way too much about Doom. Let's mm-hmm. move on to other movies you guys saw. Mm-hmm. Last movie I saw, um it was expiring on Netflix and it's on the, you know, list of movies you must see before you die. Um I watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from Ooh. 1969. Mm. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was great. I liked it. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah, that was that part was horribly out of place. Like the soundtrack to this movie was so out of place. Everything else, I, I, I liked it. It's kind of actually the, the second half was a little slow and uh and pointless, but uh you know I I thought uh Paul Newman was great and Robert Redford was great and they should have made a sequel. <laughs> that would have been tricky. <laughs> um, did I don't know I. The last time I watched it, I think I had a problem with it. Maybe if it dragged a bit, a bit felt a bit too long. It does drag. It does drag in the second half. Yes. Mm. Also, when they when they go down to Bolivia and have to hide out in Bolivia, but you also don't you also don't like it because it's a, a movie about well a western, right? A western movie. Who me? Right, Neil. Yeah, you. Oh no, I like. I mean, I like. No, I like it a lot actually. I mean, anything with uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford works pretty well. Usually, stuff like. The sting, the sting, because I don't like mm-hmm. westerns and I don't generally like period stuff. 
But I think you go back to sort of the 1920s or even the 1890s or whatever. It generally works pretty well. But, I, you know, Peaky Blinders, I can't watch Peaky yeah, Blinders. Yeah, I was about to say, like you that. don't Jesus. like Peaky, Peaky Blinders? No, you don't like Peaky Blinders? I, I hate all that stuff, you know. It's just my brain switches off. I try to watch them, but I can't get interested in it. Or, or Pride and Prejudice, for that matter. So you only like you only like make em ups if they're really make em up like mm. uh, Starship Troopers. Um, yeah, sci-fi is fine. Yeah, sci-fi. You like sci-fi make em ups, not not real world make em ups. Yeah, well, well, per- yeah, because period. I'm talking I'm talking about period movies. You're talking about in the past, aren't you? And that's where it gets boring. Going to the future, it's all exciting and shiny, and generally there's you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger in there somewhere. Well, I've, I've seen a few, so I'll try to rattle through them pretty quickly. I saw uh, Bruno, which kind of um, ma- sort of marries in well with stuff like Bad Grandpa, because mm-hmm. I, I I think I saw Bruno once, and then I, I think I remembered it as being not as good as Borat. And I right. don't think it is quite as good as Borat, but yeah. I think I was probably influenced a little bit by having bad reviews. Because watching it this time, I laugh my ass off. It is so funny. Yeah, I think funny. Bruno, um, in hindsight, was uh, pretty badly underrated. I think it was a lot better than people get, gave it credit for. Yeah, it is funny as hell. Um, yeah, I'm not easily shocked, but there were a couple of scenes that just, I, I it was like, A, a it was shocking, but B, I was laughing my ass off. There's a bit where um, he, I don't even remember, they do like a focus group at the end of the, they show like a, a fake yeah, TV show. Yeah, they show the, the videos, yeah. And yeah. they basically show what is supposed to be Bruno waving his cock around in time to see music. I just, I just laughed my head off. It was so funny. Um, yeah, it's so fucking hilarious. Um, but I don't think he he can keep doing them because even in um, um, even in this one he got recognised. He didn't look anything yeah, like recognized. Borat, but he kept getting recognised, and that was a real problem. A bit like with with uh, Jackass, they can't really do a lot more anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless unless Johnny Knoxville is under heavy heavy layers of makeup, that's the only yeah, way he can do it. Yeah, but even as grandpa, he'd get recognised as grandpa now, wouldn't he? Really, you know? Yeah, that's true. Changed it. There was a scene at the end um, on that topic of being recognised. A scene at the end where um, uh, Bruno goes into uh, an army training base, and there are like four hundred. I think it's trainee officers, but there are four hundred trainee officers, and there's like a sergeant major or whoever's in charge of training them and the sergeant major um has bruno back at the barracks and he's telling him to you know do some push-ups and whatever and then he takes them out he takes bruno out onto like the 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 parade ground or the training ground and there are 400 officers there and there and and um sasha baron cohen's thinking well they're gonna recognize me they they you know these are young guys they're gonna recognize me and nobody recognizes him and they get away with it and they they can use the whole thing in the movie well, at the end of it, at the end of that sequence, um, it gets revealed who he is, and they have to kind of because they're not on, they're not subject to American law when on this base. They're subject to military law, which means they can get court-martialed if they, because they didn't, they didn't get permission for everything. So, in order to get out of the base, they kind of had to really run pretty hard, and uh, Scarpa get out of there with all the tapes because they could confiscate the tapes and then they could, you know, put them up in, in a tribunal or whatever. So anyway, they get out, get away with it. And then they, the Sergeant Major goes up to some of these trainee officers and said, do and it, basically all these 400 guys are all sort of lined up. And he says, does do any of you guys recognize who that is? And they all put their hand up. 
<laughs> and, they, and then he says to one of them, who was he? He goes, Sasha Baron Cohen. He goes, why the hell didn't you tell me? And he goes, you didn't ask. Basically, they're not allowed to speak. They're trainees. So they're not allowed to speak unless they're, unless they're asked to by the, by the sergeant major. So that was pretty funny. They all knew who he was, but they couldn't say. That was funny. Um, but between that and Crimson Tide, movies have really played a part in American policy, haven't they? Like in how we, how we train our soldiers. Crimson Tide. Oh, uh, right. Bruno. Mm. You mean in terms of like military discipline, that kind of thing? Yeah, clearly. Mm. It's, it's good when art can have an effect. <laughs> uh, okay, let me run through. Okay, so I saw a Most Wanted Man, which was one of... Um, I should write these people's names down. Not Philip Baker Hall, the other guy. Um, the guy who died. Oh, uh, Philip Seymour Philip Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, so I saw a Most Wanted Man, which is Philip, one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movies, and uh, there are lo- he made a lot of movies toward the toward the end of his life, and most of them aren't very good from the reviews. But um, this is pretty good. It was it's basically a cold. Okay, it's about kind of modern day um, spying and terrorism, what have you set in Hamburg, but it has like a Cold War feel to it. And I thought this is really quite, quite good. And it's got that Cold War feel. And then afterwards, I find out that it's, it was written by John le Carre, who wrote all, all those classic Cold War books like Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy and all those sort of things. Um, and I didn't realize he's still alive. He's still writing books. So this is, he wrote this quite recently, um, like 2008 or something. But he's like 80 something now, but he's still writing books. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. And it's got Rachel McAdams in it. And I didn't recognize her at first. Um, and she does such a convincing German accent. I thought she was German. So I was thinking, who's that German accent? Uh, sorry, who's that German act- actress? And it was Rachel McAdams. So she's in it and pretty good. Pretty hot. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's sort, it's sort of the kind of movie you don't really see made so often. It's pretty solid drama um, with some big names. So it's, um, you know, you don't see too many of those now because they tend not to get funding. So I think it's got funding from all sorts of different countries and various things. So. Yeah, I recommend that one. It's a good one if you like the um, sort of you know dramas. Was it was it Rachel McAdams McAdams trying to do the um, Kate Winslet? Was she trying to get an Oscar? No, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like no, she didn't like die or suffer any terrible things. She's basically playing a lawyer, so she's playing a lawyer for for the guy accused of being terrorist. It wasn't a that meteor role but she was pretty uh, convincing as a german in it to the point where i thought she was german okay so i saw f for fake which i was really looking forward to seeing which was um one of uh, orson wells last movies and it didn't i think it sort of failed to get a release or failed to get finished or something um and it's kind of difficult to describe it it's basically it's about it's about a forger and it's about somebody who's documenting what the forger does, but that guy's also a fake. And then there's the movie sort of fake and it's just a bit too clever for its own good. I think, um, kind of eating its own tail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I like a lot of awesome little stuff. So I just, didn't, I couldn't get into it, but I think if you're a kind of a movie, movie, fan, a big movie fan, it's something to look into, but I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Was this before or after he was uh, fucking uh, Frozen Peas? It's the Frozen Pea era. Definitely the Frozen... He looks like he could be... He, he wears a cape a lot in this, so he looks like he de- could definitely be in a Frozen <laughs> Peas advert. 
because <laughs> um, he was doing those for, for British TV. And I don't know whether it's the sort of thing like the sort of thing now where American actors will do stuff on in Japan because they think they don't think anyone's going to see it in the US or outside of Japan. I don't know whether the same thing with Bird's Eye Peas. That bloody Bird's Eye Peas clip is the funniest thing, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And there's various impressions of it, too. Because a lot of people do Orson Welles. Um, mm. Especially M- Maurice LaMarche, the guy from The Simpsons, The Critic, and Futurama. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he was Brain. Yep. Brain is Orson Welles. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, it's one for the one for the Orson Welles fans or the film snobs, film snobs in general, I think. But I couldn't get into it. I saw 20,000 Days on Earth, which is about Nick Cave. You familiar with Nick Cave TV? And the Bad Seeds. They did. They yeah. do the theme song to Picky Blinders. Picky Blinders. Oh, do they? Yeah, they have a lot of lot of Nick Cave songs in it. All right. I was a fan of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, his first album was outstanding. I loved his first album. But I'm and I went to see him a couple of times in concert. Um, and he did really you? has not changed in like 20, 30 years. He looks exactly the same. And it's kind of a pseudo documentary about about him. But what they do is the they it's quite obvious they set up sort of fake scenarios based on his real life, but then they have people uh, talking. Uh, they have the dialogue is not is not set up, so he'll have they'll introduce someone like uh, Kylie Minogue or um, Ray Winston, who they, they he's worked because he not only is he a musician, he also wrote things like The Proposition. Have you seen that? Two thousand five. It's kind of an Australian western. Uh, he also wrote Lawless from 2012. Remember that? New Tom Hardy. No, nope. Two couple of two couple of good, very good films actually. Um, quite big, quite decent hits. He wrote both of those. He wrote the screenplays for those, so he he knows some of these actor guys as well. Um, but um, I think it's one for fans only, really. If you're a fan of Rick Cave, I don't think you really get much out of it if you weren't. Finally, I saw Boyhood. Now, have you heard of Boyhood? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Link, link ladder. Yes. Now, I saw Boyhood, and I'm watching it, and I won't give too many spoilers out, but basically, it the story follows a boy from age five to about age eighteen, so you know mm-hmm. when he's entering school up to when he's graduating. And I was thinking they've got the period, they've got all this period stuff down perfectly. You know, he's playing an Xbox One, and they got the right TV, and they got the right controller, which sometimes they get wrong, and Oh, look, he's using a wireless controller, but it's a third-party wireless controller. That's pretty realistic, all this sort of stuff. This period stuff is really good, you know? Uh, but I don't know if you have you heard how they made it. Yeah, they filmed it in real time. They filmed it in I real mean, time. So I'm thinking, this yeah, is really that's good. Why, that's stuff. why it's period accurate. That's why it's period it's accurate, because it yeah. took 12 years to film it. So, yeah, and if I found that about found that out about halfway watching it, because it's a really long film. It's like two and three-quarter hours. So it's very, very good. And it, they, do, they do set up the... Um, they do set up what period they're recording quite well. Like they'll, you know, they show, you know, in fact, going back to Harry Potter yet again, you know, they showed, um, they showed him going to uh, um, like a midnight release party for some of the Harry Potter books and stuff like that. And they're all dressing up as Harry Potter, stuff like that. Uh, or they'll be discussing like the Dark Knight coming out and stuff like that to, to represent 2008. So from a sort of filmmaking standpoint, it's incredibly impressive. But... I don't know. As as a film, it's kind of like uh, you know, without giving spoilers away, it's like real life, which is what it is. In that real life, 
it's ultimately it feels a bit inconsequential inconsequential because if you think about you growing up from age five to 18 you know you're not invent you're not you know you're not winning nobel prizes and inventing new new computer alg algorithms teams are you right oh you're not winning pulitzers at, at age 16 are you steve or did you speak for yourself i was i you know i came in like second place in a quake <laughs> team in a quake team fortress tournament so right i had a lot going on and um the actors some of the actors in it the kid actors are very very good um in fact his daughter uh link later's daughter is in it who's pretty good actually um mm -hmm. but the problem is that the the guy playing the the lead actor the guy playing the lead kid which is what the movie's all about he's a pretty natural kid actor but then he turns into a sort of you know which is understandable he turns into a sort of a gawky miserable emo kid <laughs> and <laughs> you know it's then it gets a bit tedious because he's not it's not that but it's not that great an actor when it when it comes on comes to the sort of later parts which i think happens with a lot of kiddie actors you know they're one of the things about good kid actors is they're very natural because they're not really trying mm -hmm. and then if you get older and you try because you if you're an actor and you're an adult you pretty much have to act act you have to try really hard so i don't think it's very good but i think it's obviously worth seeing i see only i don't think i've ever seen a, a movie that's got 100 percent on meta on the meta score that's ridiculous it's got 100% on meta score 100% on rotten tomatoes so it's overall it's it's definitely yeah. worth seeing yeah i heard it is really good i haven't seen it but i want to yeah. and i'm not a fan of link later stuff so you know i mean from that perspective it's probably the best thing he's ever done i think no it's getting uh you, you probably don't see this neil but it's getting a big oscar push um like the the cast and crew has now done multiple appearances you know on the daily show and Kind of stuff like that um in the various talk shows and it's it's getting pushed and in terms of oscar for what for the actors or for the film overall uh i think more for the film overall yeah because our Ar cat's okay she's really good but the performances aren't that brilliant to be honest they're good they're solid oh yeah well it's definitely you know it seems kind of a bit like a filmmaker's film mm. i i think it's a term for it where you can you can watch it and you realize oh wow look at the work that went into this look at yeah you know look at that um but yeah I, I think it's widely assumed that it's a shoe in for a best picture nominee and a best director nominee so yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's a pretty impressive achievement um one little piece of trivia it's shot in forty five days but those forty five days were from two thousand two to two thousand thirteen so they'd like shoot like a day or so a year. Which is crazy, and you can't you can't. It's illegal to sign up uh, anyone for more than seven years. So they basically had to trust that the um, actors and would would come back. And his daughter didn't want to come back. She wanted her character to be killed off at some point because she didn't want to do the movie anymore. <laughs> and so she doesn't appear in, in it too much in the latter years. But then she decided, oh, she did want to do it, and she's actually one of the best parts of it, really. And it's a slightly slightly morbid, but. Um, um who's the guy who's oh, ethan hawk plays this the guy the kid's father and yeah. link later had a deal with ethan hawk that if link later died during the production which could happen then then ethan hawk would take over the directing mm -hmm. oh that's it's probably for the better that that didn't happen <laughs> well it's a, it's um, at least there's some forethought there because you know 12 12 yeah. years I, I will say seeing them, I, I haven't watched the movie yet. I, I do want to. Um, 
but seeing them on various shows, um, yeah, I, I, I do not expect any acting awards for the the two kids. Like yeah. they, and I, I don't really expect them to have many follow ups after this. Like they yeah. are not, they were not dynamic personalities. Let's say. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Next week's movie is scheduled to be the 1983 British-American heroic fantasy science fiction film Krull, starring Liam Neeson and Robbie Coltrane. My thanks this week go to my co-host, Todd Brisket. Five bucks says this shit ain't nothing but a disgruntled employee with a gun. And thank you to today's guest, Stephen Greenwell. If they were so smart, why are they so dead? I'm off to mod my wad and boot up my LAN for a night of demon killing.